our spirit. What is it? Where does it go? Are we able to see them using our mind's eye? If so, just what can spirit teach us? Welcome to School Through Spirit. Host Diet Renee is a certified psychic medium and master teacher of psychic and mediumship development through LWISSD. Diet was born knowing spirit and now is here to help you better understand the spirit world. And now your host, Diet Renee. everybody. Welcome. This is Diet Renee here on School Through Spirit with WLTKDB.com. Um, the show is of me talking to different people of a spiritual modality and how their life really became what it is because we all know everybody didn't just start talking to ghosts or ghost hunting right out of the womb. Um, today we're going to switch things up a little bit guys. I have the uh, Mr. Nick Simmons here today and here he is. Simons. Oh my God guys. We were just talking about this at a time. It's not Simmons, it's Simons. And I knew, because you know how I know I am with names. I was going to screw this up. It's Nick Simons. Um, I keep telling him I'm elevate, elevating him to legendary status, but eventually the joke's not going to be so funny anymore. Um, but we're going to bring him in um, this morning. And then after um, his interview, we're going to go on. We're going to flip and talk about what Neil's got to talk about and your and your uh, reading of the week and all that wonderful stuff. So we're going to kind of switch it today. So Nick here, Nick is amazing. You've seen him on 28 Days Haunted. That is just a fabulous show on Netflix. And it's all about Ed and Lorraine and a theory that they had, um, which really is close to my heart because, as everybody knows, I am a member of um, the Warren's um, Legacy Foundation, So, which is amazing for me. So, but with that being said, I really want Nick to be able to come and talk more about him and what he does and just his adventures. So let's bring Nick in. And I knew I was going to do it again. I knew it from the top of my head. I went, because I talked about it, I was going to do it. (laughs) You know, my middle name is Richard. So I I could just be Richard Simmons for the last day. Let's go girls. There you go. <laughs> if you got the tongue, you got it all going on. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I well, love good it. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Good morning. Thank you so much, Nick. I appreciate you so much for coming in. But I really, you know, I know the big, the big thing you've done recently is 28 Days Haunted. But I know mm-hmm. you have a whole career that led up to this. You know what I mean? And I was kind of like creeping on your Facebook a little bit, trying to find more of the ins and outs. And But I really want, <laughs> don't go there, Nick. <laughs> That'd be Bill. <laughs> Sorry. Everybody I mean, in chat, Bill Walter, that's that's my adopted father. So yes. uh make sure to give him hell for picking the wrong kid. <laughs> <laughs> he picked a lot of kids, Nick. I'm telling yeah. you. He is just Bill has that Bill and his uh broadhead manner have blown up this year. They well, are he is on the map. They are going places. Uh uh tell them all the time i go and enjoy your downtime now because um i mean word of mouth travels fast and especially with these haunted locations it's it's just gonna blow up and keep moving and then before you know it he's gonna be doing wednesday night investigations all the way through sunday night and people are gonna be wanting to get in there and see things and he's gonna be mr popular 
<laughs> far too long. I love it. Aaron comes in to say, I love Bill. I love Bill. <laughs> there's Aaron right there. there there's yeah, part of He said, I love Bill. So. Uh, <laughs> I love Lamp. Uh, Aaron, Aaron is part of my history, part of my background. Aaron's the reason that I uh, actually started investigating um, the paranormal. Well, not Aaron himself, but more of my wife. Oh, um, way back when. Uh, her and Aaron used to work together at a call center and he was running around talking about starting a ghost group one day. And my wife was just like, you can take Nick with you. He's as big as a door. <laughs> You've stood by me and you know that I'm not lying. And uh, I know. <laughs> um, one thing led to another and he actually, so in 2009, uh, he emailed me a background check because this is how serious Aaron was about doing this, starting this group up ghost crier, okay. like town crier. Right. You know, we wanted to tell everybody about the ghosts. He was serious. He didn't want to get like, you know, weirdos. Right. Excuse me. Coffee burp. He didn't <laughs> want, he didn't want weirdos going out with him. So he gave me a background check and um, it was the only one he's ever gave because I joined the group and it was pretty much him and I right. from there on out until about, 2015 when we decided to we give up residential investigations and start doing more of uh youtube style investigations where we talk about different techniques how to use the tools and actually uh just film ourselves investigating we never did uh the stuff that you see today where it's like there was 30 miscarriages and they all threw them out behind the house and the mm -hmm. thumbnails are like oh yeah <laughs> Join us as we try to figure out why there were so many miscarriages tonight <laughs> on Ghost Crier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we uh we we presented more of a lighthearted investigation. And it was just, you know, you got to see us having fun. We had a historian and a camera guy, and you just got to feel like you were part of the investigation with us and joking around and you know, actually finding some good uh data evidence whatever you want to call it and um, we enjoyed doing that for quite a while and then um 2020 hit and him and i kind of went our separate ways for a little bit and then i started filming a more serious style investigation called uh afterlife sessions mm -hmm. and um you see us at um crown point jail in crown point indiana that's a fun location if oh, wow. you can get down there and investigate that i need to replace that light switch yeah, <laughs> that looks cool investigation <laughs> yeah uh it's it's not haunted i i promise you guys watching at home it's just the the light switch is going bad but uh crown point jail is de definitely worth the trip um it, check it out i mean we had a lot of fun in there there's <laughs> like a, a growling growl like something growled at us and <laughs> you want to turn the light off you can't because you almost look like you're not hang on it's coming after you <laughs> oh yeah it ain't working that's okay that's okay it, it was like it made it perfect for like if we're going to do a documentary on you like oh my gosh it's coming at it <laughs> this is how nick reacts <laughs> yeah Oh, well, that is how I react on location. I'm like, oh, that was exciting. Let's go see what that was. Um, pretty much, you know, how you see me reacting and acting on the show. Um, 
is how I am in real life. Uh, Aaron can even back me up on that one. You know, <laughs> there's, we've been on many investigations where he's like, man, the cops are here. I'm like, oh no, the cops are here. <laughs> Uh, the switch is bad because it's one of those uh, dimmer switches that's just a slider. And I think the the, the points are going out inside the switch from right. sliding it on and off so many times. But, uh, yeah. Um, I love it. Aaron said, acting, you heard, you heard it here first. <laughs> Aaron, I... I <laughs> so, oh, one night on the show... We were there was a cemetery behind the house, and we were out back in the cemetery, mm -hmm. and um, we heard a noise, and Sean and I darted after it, <laughs> and Aaron just kind of stood like where he was standing at, like he didn't move, he didn't go with us, <laughs> and all of a sudden he was like, "Guys, wait up!" And I turn around, and he's holding the camera like this, and he sounded like Dean from Supernatural. I'm like, "What in the dude? Stop!" <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's so funny because the comments between Aaron and Bill are awesome. <laughs> Wind them up and watch them go. <laughs> oh, it's Bill's. Bill's a. Uh, <laughs> he, he's the king of ripping on people. <laughs> oh, I never get to see that part of Bill. So I always get the you know the nice sweet Bill. I, I I'm I'm blessed though. <laughs> so with that. He ripped on me. I think I'd cry. I think I would. I would I'd be like, Bill doesn't like me anymore. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're not married anymore. Oh. We're not married. He divorced me. That's not good. <laughs> I love it. So when you when you and Aaron, I love it because Aaron said you're the only one that stuck around. You're the only one that stuck <laughs> around. But, and I want to kind of talk about that because why did you stick around? I mean, if this wasn't like your normal thing, your day job, a huge interest, why did you like go into some house, talk to a, a dead person, say, yep, I want to do this. Um, I grew up in a, um, a, it was, it's like the inner city version of a poor farm. It's called a home for the friendless. It, it used to be a home for the friendless. Then uh, it was transformed in the mid sixties into a nursing home. Then it closed down in the nineties. Then at the time, uh, the guy that my mom was dating, um, bought the building and was going to renovate it into apartments, which it's apartments today. But um, at the time when he started renovations, that was his only job was renovating that building. And um, why make a drive to work when you can just make an apartment inside of your work? Right. So we all lived in the building. And then when it was time to go to work in the morning, all he had to do was walk out of the apartment and bam, you're at work. Uh, saves on gas and trips for lunch and stuff. Right. So we kind of lived in there and at, you know, nine years old, I have, I was the king of sleepovers in school. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go spend the night at Nick's house. He's got 70 plus rooms that we can explore. And right. we, we'd go spelunking down the laundry chute and um, just have a, a good old time. But on top of all that awesome stuff, that building was also haunted. Oh, um, okay. And I'd probably relate that my earliest um, ghostly experiences. Um, and it kind of helped shaped me into the investigator that I am today. The, you know, not take off running. Oh, hell. 
you see that a lot on TikTok. The, when people are live on TikTok doing investigations and something like slams or makes the noise, they're like, Jesus Christ, and they take off running, you know. I'm like, what? What are you guys doing? <laughs> that's that's what you're here for. Why are you running from it? But um, right. There was a lot of experiences that happened in there that I still think about from time to time, and I even have dreams about them. Oh, yeah, it's odd stuff, but um, that okay. kind of got me started down the path of being a weird little guy, right. <laughs> and um created this awesome obsession with halloween and all things spooky and horror movies and stuff like that right. but um that kind of had my interest going on that and then around 2000 what four when the ghost shows started well let's back up it really started with fear mm-hmm. <laughs> on mtv i used to sit around and go i could do that <laughs> then ghost hunters and ghost adventures started up and i sat around and went i could do that i could do that and then <laughs> And then I met Aaron and then I started doing it. And um, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Everybody's just, your group of friends are amazing. It's like, little guy? What do you mean little guy? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I keep a hardcore group of people. <laughs> you do. I mean, I'll tell you what, your group of people are just phenomenal. And I've, I've, I've been able to venture into more groups, you know, just as friends and to meet people and this community is just insanely amazing. Just to me, it's like, wow. <laughs> the wild part about everybody in chat blowing me up for being a weird little guy is Aaron's the only one that's in my neck of the woods. The rest of them are all from Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> you guys came to us and went, yes, we're, we've, yeah. we're only, you're only like 10 minutes away. So we can't really say you're too far from Wisconsin. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can be in Wisconsin by what time is it now? Nine fifteen. I could be there by ten. Yeah, I was gonna say you're not that far, so you know we can kind of like hook you both and drag you back in. You know, I mean, remember we got beer here, lots of beer. <laughs> hey, uh, actually, all the uh, public events I'm doing this year are in Wisconsin, so I think it's time just to move up there to Wisconsin and be done with it. You might as well. We got snow. Why not? We got snow. <laughs> yeah. Snow, cheese, and Lanyanger sausage. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No. But if you're in Milwaukee, the uh, the casino in Milwaukee on Friday and Saturday nights, they do all-night bingo, which, wow. No. I went out of my way to go to all-night bingo with a wife, and we had a blast. So Did you? It, it's the Potawatomi or something. Yeah. yeah. It's a big one up there. Yeah, worth yeah. the trip. <laughs> yeah, I've only ever driv- driven by it. You know, I, I've driven by it like in my my past life here. I was a nurse, so I would drive up through Milwaukee and and up to the other side and see it at like five o'clock in the morning, and it's all bright and shiny. <laughs> oh wow! So, but by the time I get done, I'm driving back at eleven o'clock, and I don't want to stop. So <laughs> oh man, nurse hours. Oh uh, yeah, I don't do that anymore. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know I escaped that life. It was awesome. The escape was, <laughs> was beautiful. And I, I encourage anybody to escape that life. I'm horrible. I know, but it is. Now you've got everybody talking about food, Nick. I'm telling you, are you like God to these people? <laughs> I I am. I am. The, the, you know, when they when they finally get to see a big redneck on TV that they, they can, uh, you know, relate to, they just <laughs> go they nuts about it. that guy. 
they do ask it. him about his obsession with a guy called Oscar Meyer. You bet your, <laughs> you know what that I'm obsessed with him. Braun Schwager sausage. That stuff is awesome on toast, dunked in chocolate milk. Don't knock it until you try it. <laughs> and I think I just started something else. I mean, I already messed up your name, and we started that as a chain reaction. Now we got iniquity trust and God vibes totally. So there's your next career move. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess I don't have to go to work today. I got, you know, godly yeah. stuff to do. You got godly stuff to do. I love that. So, you know, Aaron brought up a good comment here about not investigating with fear, not investigate. I know you bridged it a little bit there. You know what I mean? But what do you find? I mean, I, to me, it makes sense why not to investigate with fear. You know what I mean? To me, it completely makes sense. But for yourself, what what does that do for you when you take the fear factor out of what you do? Does that um, make sense to you? Yeah, it definitely does. Uh, there's tons of books and information and um, psychic mediums and all sorts of people that are more, much more well-versed in the paranormal than I am that tell you that you need to clear your head and go in with a clear mind and uh, shamans that say, you know, you do the hollow bone grounding technique to really just flush everything out of your system. That way you're going in fully connected to the investigation because um, <clears throat> a lot of times in dark, <laughs> dark, energy locations right. uh those spirits can latch on to your weaknesses so like if you're like a, a a closeted alcoholic or something like that it'll latch onto that and it just causes all sorts of problems for you and it's also people say that they can latch onto your fear mm -hmm. and really cause you know that to spike and your heart rate goes up and your mind starts racing. Then you start forgetting things like to press record on your recorder and, mm -hmm. and all sorts of things can go wrong. And Aaron and I have always just, we've um, never really based our videos that we've made for YouTube off of, you know, this is a demon hell hole and we're going in. Right. We're just, we've gone all these years since 2009 without even having to say that word on investigation we've had you know the the um spiritus app say satan satan is real and stuff like that and we just eh, that was pretty <laughs> that was interesting anyways let's move on where's the ghost at that's in here we'd like to talk to you and right. um i know a lot of people of that can agree with but what I'm about to say is, you know, there seems to be a thing right now where everybody's like clinging to demons and every video that you see coming out, Oh, it's a demon, a demon holler. We investigated the demon holler and a demon, this and demon that. And it's just, it seems like a lazy way to investigate really, because you're really not digging into the history of the location at all. Um, or really getting any answers. It's just anything you get is automatically a demon. We're going in here looking for demons. And I can tell you this from years of experience that there's a greater risk of mosquitoes and bees than there is a demon coming out and grabbing you. A demon's not going to be waiting at the abandoned house at the end of the road for you to come in. Ah, oh, finally, the investigators are here. Let's get them. They're not going to be waiting for you there. Demons, are, you know, if they're as powerful as everybody says they are, they're definitely not at the haunted house at the end of the road waiting for some stupid investigator to show up. They're going to be at other places waiting to latch onto somebody that's an easy target. So like you're, 
addicts and stuff like that that are not coming after an investigator that's you know probably got you know, holy water or saint michael or something like that on them right and i love how you say that because um i do invest i do remote viewing for warren legacy foundation and i nice. work for the I, I work for the ceo so joe we always we have this joke that i i belong to joe you know what i mean <laughs> yeah but literally he'll give me an address and he'll go just you know, they're saying this, you know, they, he won't tell me what they're saying, but he says they're saying it's bad. I'm like, well, let me go and look. And I go and look there. I've yet to find a demon, but those really super angry, angry spirits are literally, you know, they'll show me that this is the reason why they latched on. And it's always somebody that's got some major issue going on and mm -hmm. their house wasn't haunted beforehand, you know? So to me, that makes sense. Well, absolutely. It's, I think, um, we've just spiraled out of control with <clears throat> people just recreating what they see on TV. And, um, there's a couple shows out there that, you know, like to do that stuff. And <laughs> now we've got a generation of everything's a demon and <laughs> we're all going to hell. Yeah. But nobody's yet to be dragged off to hell. You know, <clears throat> people are so worried about demons and stuff like that. And I watch all these demon shows on YouTube and I'm like, just waiting for mm -hmm. those dudes from ghost. You remember <laughs> they'd come up and then drag the guy off kicking and screaming. Yeah. It hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I love it. And you know what, with that being said, um, I want to talk about the show you did 28 days haunted because I watched it. And I will tell you what, at some segments, and whether it were yours or you know the other investigators, it was almost it was almost scary. Like, is this what they're dealing with? Is or is you know what are they finding? Is it very demonic or is it just something very angry? You know. So, uh, as far as us in uh, Connecticut, uh, yeah, there was there's a lot of stuff that didn't make the cut. I did a uh, two hours in a psychomantium and was having all these amazing visions. And I mean, you'd figure a show that was based off of the theories of Ed and Lorraine that, you know, they wouldn't cut out the part of the psychomantium that was basically, you know, something that Ed was a part of yeah. at a point in time. And it was just, excuse me it was it was insane because you just sit in front of this mirror and you know i'm just a big hillbilly from iowa you mm -hmm. know when i go out investigating i need things that beep and light up to tell me that there's a ghost nearby right and i get in this psychomanium and i'm sitting there looking at that mirror and then all of a sudden the mirror and the room just fades away and i'm seeing color and it's like <laughs> you know the color of like when the color first turns on in the wizard of oz and everything's bright and i'm seeing like a woman and uh, she leans in and tries to kiss me on the head and the guy riding a horse and i'm every time i shake my head and i'm boom back in the psychomanium in a red room with just a mirror and i was like wow that was crazy and i start staring at the mirror again and i go back into that meditative state and i'm seeing another scene and it's just it was insane and that was probably the coolest experience on the whole show for me besides making Aaron cry. That was pretty cool too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, see the Joe I talk about is actually Ed and Lorraine's um, protege. So they Lorraine grabbed Joe when he was 18 out of one of their shows and literally trained him. And he was part of the family until literally Lorraine passed away. Yeah. So, 
but I just think it's, I think it was really cool because I watched it. And even though it was just, it was a really amazing dynamic, it also seemed to lean on the side of demons. It just seemed to lean, lean on it, not dryly say this is what it is, but lean yeah. on it. Yeah, it was it was um, the those people in North Carolina, uh, Jeremy and Brandy. I actually, um, Jeremy decided that him and I were the most country out of the whole cast, so we started our own podcast. I love um, it. Yeah, so I, I talk to him every week like this on um, Zoom, and uh, we just record a podcast and put it up. But I've talked to both Jeremy and Brandy. Mm-hmm. about their stay in uh, Madison Dry Goods in Madison, North Carolina. And I said, would you guys ever go back for another 28 days? And both of them instantly, without even skipping a beat, said no. Nope. Nope. Don't want to go back there. There's something just bad about that place. Whereas, you know, I'd go back to Captain Grant's. I know Aaron would. And I'm um, sure the Denver people would go back to the Lumber Baron Inn. But it was just... Would you I, go I, back to the Madison one, though? I, I would definitely be interested in going and staying in Madison just because of all the times that all the offline conversations I've had with Jeremy about the place, it would just be, I'm a more of a, I got to see it myself guy, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> um, nowadays ghosts and hauntings have kind of turned into that, that haunted house that everybody always talks about in October that Halloween attraction where it's always somebody's cousin's neighbor's best friend went to a haunted house that if you make it to the 13th floor, you get your money back. That's the way these to me, anytime somebody tells me about a haunted location, like an Mm -hmm. actual paranormal location, I think of that money back haunted house. It's not real. It doesn't exist. It's like a fish story. It was this big. You had to be there. Right, And that's how I look at every story that somebody tells me about a haunted location. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I got to see it for myself. Right. And once I do see it for myself, I'll come back and be like, you were right. That was a really wacky place. (laughs) (laughs) A really wacky place. And since Aaron agreed to go, he would do Madison. He said, Wisconsin people. I'm not sure he was talking about Madison, Wisconsin, (laughs) Madison, the place. But you done hooked him into something. Pay attention. <laughs> you may have hooked him into something. So, you know, backtrack a little bit. How did you guys end up on that? How did you end up on, on Netflix? I mean. Uh, I don't know. He said, let's go. Yeah, Aaron uh, got invited to do an interview with the producers by someone. And uh, they said uh, they were looking for a third person. And Aaron's like, I know a guy. And uh, reached out to me. And said, would you be interested in uh, sitting in on this interview with the producers? And I said, sure, why not? Um, and the the more you put ghost videos out on YouTube, mm-hmm. you, you find that you get a lot of interviews with producers that don't go anywhere. So I went into this one thinking that it'd just be a one and done. You know, we go in, blah, blah, blah. I'm Nick. That's Aaron. Blah, 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 blah. This would probably been about our 15th interview with a producer at this point in time. So we do the interview, then this was like in March. Yeah, I think it was early March. And um, forget about the interview, you know, move on with life. Um, 
sometime in June, Aaron gets a hold of me. I'm actually on vacation with the wife and the neighbors fishing on the Mississippi River in fabulous Bellevue, Iowa. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, Bellevue. I love Bellevue. Yeah. Or, I do. <laughs> Nobody yeah. knows where Bellevue is. It, it's, a, it's a wonderful, <sighs> wonderful little town. And they got Just, great lunch. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, great lunch. There's that barbecue joint, the old mill, uh, just outside of town but uh aaron calls and said you ain't gonna believe this but those netflix people want to talk to us again i said for what (laughs) (laughs) so i said yeah we can do that i'll be home on that date so i get home and uh, get on the call with the netflix people and they're like congratulations you guys made it you're in and we were like what Oh my God. That's- and from there, you know, they, um, a little behind the scenes on, um, you know, what happens after that is, yeah. it's, uh, they go through your social media all the way back to the beginning. So like, I got an email that says, delete this post from 2009. <laughs> it's a little, <laughs> a little risque. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, they go through your social media. Then we had to sit and chat with a, uh, therapist to find out if we would be okay and fit for the project of being locked up for 28 days with no phone, no internet, no TV, no radio. Uh, We actually had a radio. (laughs) We would take the SB7 spirit box and instead of sweeping, you know, we just set it to one station and just sit and listen. (laughs) You're like, we're going crazy. We need to hear outside world. (laughs) Yeah. Um, A lot of people, don't know this, but we didn't actually know the name of the town that we were in until the last day when we left, um, when we were all done filming and they drove us away in the little van and yeah. we didn't have to wear blindfolds. I was like, Oh, <laughs> that's the name of the town that we're in. <laughs> that's cool. So yeah. it was really kind of like the old fashioned, you know what they do to a medium. They put the blindfold on, don't let you know where you're going and just kind of drop you off at the front door. Yeah, absolutely. They, that's uh, be nerve nerve wracking. On some level. Uh, yeah, because, you know, I spent my whole career at, up until that point in uh, paranormal, you know, doing background research. I, I pay big bucks to be a premium member of newspapers.com. And, you know, whenever we do go places, I like to do a ton of research and figure okay. out, you know, the names of everybody involved in the place and when it was built and who built it and have all that stuff just because that's good questions to ask when you are on location trying to, you know, talk at, uh, talk at, (laughs) communicate with uh, the spirits that may or may not be there. Um, a good historical question usually gets them talking and to go in there, not knowing a single thing about the place. It was like, what? And it was, it was definitely tough. Right. Uh, you know, not even knowing how old the place was. We were just walking in there and, you know, just trying to come up with something. I was looking at the nails in the floorboards because um, if nail heads mm-hmm. have evolved over time. Yep. And just looking at the nail head, you can usually get an era of when that nail is from. You know, they used to put the spike into a little holster and then beat the nail head on while it was red hot with a hammer. So you could look at that. And if you saw that, you could be like, oh, this nail is, you know, pre-Civil War or right. you know, post-Civil War. And that just trying to find something. We were just 
anything. We were trying to, you know, look in opening drawers and just trying to find something that they might have missed about Captain Grants. And <laughs> it, we ended up finding a pamphlet in the basement that they forgot. And it, okay. it, it talks about Captain Grants, um, you know, 1754. And mm -hmm. it was, uh, it used to be a garrison at mm -hmm. one point in time during the Revolutionary War. So a garrison is like a field hospital or kind of like a command post. Right. And uh, I'm like, yeah, we finally got something. And yeah, it was, we we're definitely grabbing, <laughs> grabbing at anything we could find on the place for sure. Yeah, see, I personally would have went, because I'm a female, I would have went and opened up the closet and said, what are the closet like? Because <laughs> all closets changed with age. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and a lot of people don't recognize that. But I think if you're a female and you walk into an older house, the closet's really small and you're going, what am I going to do with <laughs> All the showers in there were really small, you know. Yeah. I'd, I'd have to, like, the shower head would be, like, here. So yeah. I'd have to be like, oh. Exactly. Um, you know, we actually talked about that one night, um, just bored, you know, what the original layout of the home was probably changed so many times that the rooms that we were sleeping in weren't probably actually the re real original rooms, mm -hmm. um, the upstairs hallway and stuff like you, we got looking at the walls and the walls were kind of thin and you'd figure 1754, they'd be thicker, a little wider. Yeah definitely yeah. not as thin as that so it was still you know uh, a fun time and yeah. i would really enjoy to go back there someday just because i see it enough in my dreams at night <laughs> it, it still haunts me it wasn't a demon activity but it's got me <laughs> yeah every once in a while about maybe once or twice a month i'll have a dream about that place it's weird and I think it's fascinating because for myself as a medium i like to go in blindfold i don't want to know anything but I'm only there for short hours compared to a month. You yeah. know? So I get to walk in and go, Oh my gosh, blah, blah, blah. And like Broadhead Manor, I went and investigated, had a great time, got done, walked out of the bat, the gym. There was Bill and I'm going, okay, this is what I got. Da, 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 da. And he's like, okay. And we went back through so he could show me exactly what I got. You know what I mean? Or make sense of everything I got, you know? Yeah. So Broadhead that, ain't no joke. That's yeah. for sure. I like Broadhead because every time you walk in, you're going to get something different. The uh, every time. And Bill says you guys have not been there to investigate yet. So, no, not yet. I I I have investigated there. I haven't done a whole night. It was a little bit, you know, kind of like go out, do a little investigating, come back, and have you know a roundtable discussion and just like com camaraderie and just hanging out and relaxing. But um, yeah, that uh, the gift shop on the second floor is mm -hmm. the real McCoy. Uh, we had a spirit box going up there and we had some pe people, um, my friend Emily and Tobias from Orfordville, mm -hmm. the next town over visiting okay. with us. And I asked the question, I go, okay, Broadhead Manor, back in the day, the town that these two people are from, Emily and Tobias, they were considered your rival in sports. What's the name of their town? And that spirit box lit up right away and said Orfordville. And they both were like, whoa! Oh, that is so cool. That is yeah. so cool. I'm going to send you a picture on Messenger. I'm going to find it. But so you can see it right now because it's in that room. It's in the gift shop. And everybody listening, no, you don't get to see the picture because we can't share it on screen. 
but I do I know, I know someday I'm going to have to share this picture to the world and AKA it is if I can find it or I should just have Bill send it to you because I know Bill has it. Um, I got to figure out where, or I'm just going to go to Bill's Facebook, but it's really cool because that room is no joke. That room has got so much activity and it's, it's literally my favorite room. It really is. Um, although I'm going to challenge you and since, since Bill has already given me the okay, I don't know if you know this, but there is, there is a floor, there is an area and I'm not going to see where the area is because everybody would want to go there and it's really kind of like should not be gone there type place. Yes. Um, <laughs> there you go. I want you, me and Aaron to go and Bill. Yes, Bill, the mirror. Can you find it and send it to Nick for me, please? Aaron's like, I know. Thank you. I, Bill's already said because the janitor has invited me to that area. And every time I'm there, the janitor comes, when are you coming? I'm like, Bill's got to okay at first, you know? So as soon as he owes, you know, Bill finally okayed. So I want to take you two up there to say, what are we going to find when we get there? What yeah, are we going to But it's an area most people, I will say 99% of the people do not know about of Broadhead Mariner. It's Is it outside or inside? Technically inside. But you have to go to outside to get to it. But it's technically inside. Yeah, I'll go. I'm in. <laughs> I can't give too much because you like you like you know. Oh, Aaron's like inside. He saw it. Thank you, Aaron. So literally, but I know if more people know about it, everybody's gonna want to go to this area and it's not safe. It's just not yeah. safe. So oh, Bill's Bill's blowing the secret. So I was on the third floor and I looked at him, I said, Where's the fourth floor? And everybody with what there's no fourth fourth floor. And I said, the janitor tells me there's a fourth floor. I need to know where the fourth floor is. But I said, I feel like I have to go outside. I need to get to the roof because I need to get to the fourth floor. But it's in it's inside the building. And Bill about lost it because we literally went up. He showed me there's a fourth floor, but nobody can see it unless you're in a certain room. Huh. So, And no, Courtney, it's not the attic. It's 2,000 square feet. Yeah. But you have to go to the roof to get to it. It's the janitor's quarters. Fancy. Yeah, yeah I'll go there. But I thought I'm you were not... talking about the other one that's underground. I'm like, F, no. F yeah, let's go. I would go there in a heartbeat, but no, it's it's an act it's an actual room. It's a room. So have you gone, you know, third floor when you walk in and you walk in that room and you see that big hole in the ceiling? Yeah. That's actually the fourth floor, the hole in the ceiling. Hmm. It's right there. So Yep. And now that Bill disclosed it, I can talk about it. So, but yeah, <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, Bill, because I don't want every investigator going, I want to go there because you have to go, the, you have to go, the, you have to go on the roof to get to it. So, but I have, to have my son Google Earth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, the other spot that's underground, I, I definitely think that it connects to the original 1865 mm -hmm. uh, foundation. Um, that property that Broadhead is on, uh, for the listeners, um, has always been the school property going back to the 18, 1800s. I mean, the early, early days of town it started out as a, uh, a wood frame, uh, one room schoolhouse. Then in the 1860s, they decided to make a, uh, brick building. And then in the turn of the century, they took the brick building down and put up what we see today in the same spot as the brick building. And I think that part of that brick building sits on top of the 1860s school foundation. And um, 
thinking that you can actually see some of that original brick when you go down to the far end where the janitor's quarters downstairs are by the boiler rooms. I mean, some of that brick and it it does look extremely old and mm, I don't think they were using limestone blocks rocks as foundation back then either. I mean, it could be older than we think down there. So. I love it. Bill just said they discovered it a week ago. It's never been investigated. So let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does. We found the wooden floorboards. Oh, that's so awesome. I love it. I love it. That's yeah, awesome. there, there's way much more to Broadhead than what we can currently see. And I think as the investigations go on and on, it's just going to get bigger and better. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. I wonder, Bill saying the new spot is under the stage, Bill. Bill, I'm wondering because I kept telling Bill there was a secret floor or there was a floor. There was a floor. There was a floor that nobody knew about. Bill thought I was talking about the gym floor because the gym floor isn't, it's the original gym floor, but there was a fake floor above it that he tore out. Yeah. And I'm almost wondering what he said that they just found if that's what I kept getting when I investigated Broadhead Manor. Because I kept seeing uh, an area, an area that was not seen by anybody. So, hmm. but who knows? Who knows? <clears throat> It'll be so cool. But we'll be there in the first. So you know what? There you go. <laughs> yep. Uh, my plans on the first are to come up there for that and go to Piggly Wiggly. That's all I got. I'm like, <laughs> That's all you got. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't have Piggly Wiggly down here in Iowa, and every time I go up there, it's like a treat. <laughs> wiggly is like a it's it's a wisconsin thing yeah. <laughs> i love it so you know where else are you going this year over this next year because i'm sure i mean you already had youtube you guys were already doing this but now you're like infamous so i'm sure you're <laughs> invited everywhere i mean i didn't take you to the legendary you all did that on your own you know <laughs> um so far this year i mean we we found broadhead i found bill uh, we got to go to Washura County Historical Society, the uh, jail that Ed Gein was taken to first. Oh, very nice. That was intense. I got to hold Ed Gein's knife um, uh, later this month or this year. Uh, I don't think she's in here anymore, but Heather Ghost Girl is having me up to Mantawak, Wisconsin for uh, the Wendingo Fest. Okay. That's going to be awesome. Uh Go I think Dingo Fest is going to be great. Yeah, yeah, it, that's going to be awesome. She also has some Ed Gein uh, paraphernalia that I'm excited to see, and it's it's all about who you know, folks. Um, <laughs> then uh, before that, in September, I'm going to be at Great Lakes uh, Paracon. Yep, I'll in, be there with you. Up at uh, what the what's the name of that town? <laughs> Sheboygan. Sheboygan. <laughs> You're making me think too much. I almost said Shenandoah. I'm like, no, that's in <laughs> Iowa. Um, it's so Sheboygan. yeah, that, that'll be cool. I'll get to hang out with you. Yes. And um, I'll get Dave to meet. Trader, Jason Haas. Oh my God, you, Aaron. Yeah. There's a ton of people going to be there. I mean, you, you want to talk about Starstruck. I'm going to get to meet Jason Haas. That is like <laughs> top of my list. Like, <laughs> because that's probably the guy that, got me into this was you know watching this stuff going i could do that and then bam here i am all the way you know uh, a crafty veteran of television 
allegedly streaming services <laughs> and it's all because uh, i watched that guy on tv and so that'll be cool to meet him and um yeah that's about all i have actually oh wait i'm going to uh at the end of this month i'm going to um old baraboo inn in baraboo wisconsin with mike ming mike and, ming is going to be there david schrader is going to be there yep. i wanted to be there so desperately but i'm going to be in mexico oh what's down there i'm taking okay everybody knows my granddaughter on here because she pops in she just turned six on friday and her birthday present for me is a trip to mexico to a reason oh <laughs> you're like all inclusive it's all inclusive <laughs> It's like five resorts all hooked up together. There's a dopateria. There's a small amusement park. There's a mall. There's all different types of shopping. There's mini golf. There's oh wow stuff on the ocean. I mean, it's just tons of fun. It's my fun go-to place of Mexico. So I go there every couple of years. This year I'm hitting it twice, but she wanted to do Florida again. I'm like, Mexico, Mexico, Mexico. So... <laughs> She likes she likes swimming up to the bar, going virgin daiquiri, please, and she just loves it. <laughs> Hell yeah! I like swimming up to the bar, and you know, you get any grain belt, please. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I just so, yeah. remembered uh, this, this one isn't actually announced yet, but it's well, it's half-ass announced. Uh, July eighth, I'll be in Rockford at uh, Chris Fleming's. Uh, pop-up paracon yes. at the uh woodstock opera house so uh that that's gonna be cool i kind of got a random email from chris fleming himself one day it says you want to be part of a panel i'm like sure why not and so yeah it's gonna I be know. me shane Pittman, um on that panel and dave schrader is gonna host it so i'm sure that's gonna be absolutely hilarious it's gonna be awesome <laughs> i know i I had a prior engagement, so I wasn't able to do it. And I got released from that engagement last week. So I messaged Chris. I'm like, by chance, he's like, I don't even know if we have a three foot space, but I'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> you could stand outside of the road by the road, holding a sign, <laughs> paracon this way with like a taco suit on. So it's just I, your face, John. <laughs> I might just show up and hand out Dave's merchandise. You know? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I might not get to do readings, but I just might show up and say, Dave, I'll man your table while you're announcing everybody, you know? Yes. So, I mean, I'll talk about, I'm, Dave's a great, I just spent was it last week or the week before with David at events. So, it's awesome. It's awesome. And then you got Bill's event, which is raising the, raising the roof for, you know, Broadhead Manor, which I want to talk about that a little bit just because. I have a GoFundMe account going for Broadhead Manor, and I know a lot of people are doing a lot of different fundraisers to really bring this building back together, making sure it's safe, making sure we keep the roof on the building. So they're going to be able to find you and Aaron there also, which is amazing. So, yeah, we'll just kind of be there wandering around. I don't think that we're going to be uh, doing any like uh, show tunes or anything like that. I think we're just going to kind of be there, and if you can point us out and be like, I think that's them. <laughs> feel free to come up to us um yeah that'll be that'll be a good time uh i hope i already told bill that i'd help with the roof because i'm, I'm not just a tv guy i also do you know labor intensive things um and uh yeah i, I hope that it gets the money and i hope that um we can get that roof sealed because that third floor when it's raining is it's like a rainforest cafe 
only it's real. <laughs> I mean, there's just drips everywhere. And it's he he actually had an indoor swimming pool at one point. Yeah. So it was a lot of water and a lot of area that was, yeah, it was pretty bad. So really yeah. fighting for that. So not only that, now we have to do a fundraiser to get Nick on the roof to do the work. <laughs> oh, no, you don't have to do a fundraiser. Uh, just a, uh, uh, you know, an 18 pack of bush light. And I'll, I'll get on the roof. <laughs> I love At it. At the end of the day, I'm just your average redneck from iowa i mean you can pay me in beer to do labor <laughs> i have a feeling once he gets the money for the materials you're going to have enough investigators on there saying what do we do now just give us directions we'll get it done you know yeah we'll get it done yeah that's the good thing about broadhead is you know bill's established all these relationships but there's so many people that would be like i don't need anything i'm just as long as you got the materials i'll do the work yeah which is amazing which is amazing you know, so, you know, going forward and, and I, I, I want to get serious for a second here, but going forward, how do you see your, yours and Aaron's investigation going or your event? I can't see, I can't separate you and Aaron. I, I even tried, it just doesn't work. You know, <laughs> I feel like you two are like first marriage and then you guys go on to your second marriages, which is the wife. Yeah. You know yeah. We, we've already shared a bed this year. So <laughs> Here we go. Not, I'm not yeah, going to ask we, the details of that. Yeah, we, we snuggled that broadhead. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> um, it's awesome. <laughs> God, Bill's just outing us. It got messy. <laughs> yeah. What'd you do? Bring the popcorn to bed, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> he, he had a bowl of fried rice in bed. <laughs> rice that. went everywhere. I believe it. That's because somebody went spook and he ran and the rice flew, right? Um, but yeah, going back to your serious question, our investigations really haven't changed um, in many years, actually. You know, when you investigate with the same person over and over and over again, um, you guys kind of learn how to communicate without speaking. Mm -hmm. um, there's this like unsaid language between Aaron and I that we can just read each other, you know, I'll go over here and do something and he'll go over here and do something. And yeah, it, there's really no, Hey man, can you hand me the duct tape for any, you know, orders or anything like that? We just kind of go and uh, everything just works. I love that. That's amazing. It's amazing to see a team like that, you know? Yeah. It I really mean, is. we've, <laughs> kind of tooting our own horn here for a minute, but Aaron and I have seen all of the United States just doing this ghost stuff. Yeah. And this was, you know, Netflix kind of ended our travels across the United States, but we've been to the top of the United States. We've been down South. We've been out West. And that was before we were on, on TV. This was just doing stuff on YouTube and it all paid for itself. And I'm um, not like trying to rub it in people's faces, but I mean, if you, if you, you put in the work, I mean, there, there is a reward for the work that's put in and we got to go see California and I was still flabbergasted to this day that somebody watched our YouTube channel in California and said, we should bring those guys out here. And it was a free flight and free hotel stay. And nice. we got the star treatment before we were, before we were famous and <laughs> it, <laughs> It, it was just so cool to be all over the country just doing the the things that we loved and then to end off end off our 
our map of the United States, uh, our visit to the East Coast just happened to be with Netflix. And the last day of filming after they shut the cameras off at Captain Grant's, you know, production left. Sean went to bed and Aaron and I just sat outside on benches looking at <laughs> shooting stars flying across the sky. Wow. <laughs> and just talking about you know everything we've ever done together it was just uh you know really a, a cinderella story ending to our paranormal journey and it was it was kind of cool to just have that moment of you know we started out at nothing and then climbed all the way up through conventions and youtube and ended up on tv and now here we are where do we go from here i mean there's nothing left i mean what do we get another tv show yeah i don't see that happening uh this is probably you know a once in a lifetime chance and we did it you did it so where do you guys go do you guys just go back to residential do you go back to i mean i can't see either one of you just putting down the paranormal hat and say yep we've done it all I'm not going to do this anymore um no, I mean, yeah, it, the investigations will keep going. Uh, eventually, one day, um, we'll probably start making videos for YouTube again. I got a big-ass camera that I'm just waiting to whip out and start filming stuff. Um, but for now, we've just kind of just been living at, at the moment. I mean, there really hasn't been time to... Um, set up any investigations because people are pulling us all to their own investigations and I get to investigate, you know, the Sheboygan asylum. I'm like, I never in a million years would I uh, ever in, see myself investigating up there. I've always watched it on, you know, Google maps and been like, man, that would be cool to check out. And now here I am. <laughs> I get to go. Yeah. I've been there on their tours and it's got, actually it was my very first tour that I ever did. And there's a lot of dimension dimensions to that place. I, I can't wait. Um, uh, you know, the, the investigations, they, the, they'll keep coming, mm -hmm. um, investigating at Washura with, uh, Darren and them, the historical society and Mike Ming was there. That was, that was awesome. That was actually the, um, uh, first investigation of 2023 and that was just it was cool to get back out there and investigate with aaron and i, I can't wait for the rest of the investigations coming up this year i know we're probably going to be in doing uh rock island uh ymca again here pretty quick yeah that's that'll, october 7th isn't it yeah that'll, that'll be a fun one uh we've investigated mm -hmm. there hundreds of times Really? Uh, know the building like the back of our hand <laughs> yeah aaron practically lives there that's where he makes his rings yeah i, love, <laughs> I was actually they got sent me a message to come and i'm like i can't work that day it's my grandson's fourth birthday and i'm like can't you do it the eighth can you do it the eighth <laughs> damn these kids <laughs> why are you picking the wrong days <laughs> yeah you know so, but that's going to be an amazing event also. And I'm looking forward to being there next year for it. Cause obviously the grandson's birthday won't be on a Saturday next year. So <laughs> yeah, it'll work better for me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And you're right. Mike is amazing. I love, I love the heck out of Mike. So everybody's like YMC is great. I love that. I love that. YMCA so, is awesome. Now are you, do you guys like, do people just reach out to you guys and say, Hey, do you want to come here? Do you want to go there? Are you guys open to that or? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Just yeah. Get, a, get a hold of me. Um, <laughs> and I she asked the questions like, man, you just put me into a corner. 
<laughs> no, I'm not in a corner. Uh, I think it, it, the people that reach out to me and they're like, Hey man, we would just really, really love it. If you could find it in your heart to be on our podcast, this and that. I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> what you replied back? Like, I don't know if there's been this stigma of TV people going now. peasants i don't need to reply to them blah 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 you know i haven't said no to a podcast yet i mean here i am uh, 9 10 a.m on a monday morning i'm supposed to be at work but you're like like, yep i'll just go to work later i'll take the day off i'm like and that was what shocked me it wasn't that you said you would come on it was like am i gonna have to do a recording with you what's gonna go on you know what i mean but you're like no i'll just take the day off i'll go in later whatever i'm like well thank you yeah you wouldn't believe how many stars you'll reach out to. And the first thing they say is, well, how many people follow you? Well, what does that matter? <laughs> yeah, it, that doesn't matter. It, uh, More after that, you're uh, on, but. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just a regular guy. I'm, I, I often forget that I was even on Netflix. Like we went to a graduation party this weekend and they're like, Mr. Netflix is here. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> um. Yeah, you know, thanks for watching. I, I guess I have mastered the art of staying humble, I guess. I don't know. I I, I, I don't know. I, I accidentally wound up on TV, but I still do normal stuff. Like I tilled a garden this weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here we see, yeah, you know, uh, uh, TMZ wasn't there, and he tills his own garden. <laughs> <laughs> Z-list paranormal celebrity Nick Simons tilling a garden. There you go. Aaron says it's the long phone calls, basically. And I get that because I'll reach out to people. and They're like, do you want a pre-interview? No. <laughs> no, I want to get on. I want it to have very just kosher, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I might IMBD you just to see if you've done a few other things, <laughs> which drives my producer batty because I don't do all that pre-investigative work, you know, but I want to get to know you while you're on the show. So that's that's the difference for me. But. And I'm going to get Aaron to say yes one of these days. <laughs> oh, he's Mr. He's Mr. Popular. Not <laughs> you, you have to twist his arm where I'm, you know, you call me the breeze. I'm just blowing down the road. Uh, Aaron but, said yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, he already did say yes to me. It was just a matter of figuring out what Monday works for him. So, and I just. Uh, any Monday? He's not busy. Come I on. Back to him yet. So, <laughs> I'm awful. I'm awful. Well, I want to say, you know, thank you so much for coming on here today. You know, and what, before you say goodbye to me, what is one thing that you would kind of give for advice or whatever to, to somebody going into this work or just for life in general, you know, cause you are such a humble guy. Uh, I, I'll tell you what I tell everybody just getting into this. And actually this is going to be uh, one of my, the, topic of my speech at Wendingo Fest, you know, just because you see everybody on the internet going to all these tourist trap locations, Mm -hmm. that stuff's expensive. That stuff's far away. You know, research your own backyard. You'll be surprised of what the stories of your town has for you. Um, That's how the Rock Island YMCA was found. Um, When we first started investigating it we were the you know the second people to get in there and investigate it and it was just a uh, a fluke um you know 
research your backyard you you'll be surprised at what's out there there's a there's a house here in town that in the 1880s it was published in the newspaper that this house which is still standing was haunted it was the first reported haunted house in davenport iowa where i live mm-hmm. and um you know i think there's a lot of cities that have investigators in them that they're just leaving their own towns behind and going for waverly hills and uh um just the big name locations you know you don't have to have all the best equipment in the world you know you don't have to save up your money for that sls camera or that thermal imaging camera or just a a random camera at all you know you just need a recorder and the greatest tool that you can have on location is you you are your own tool your feelings and your experiences matter more than what that little rem pod beeped and lit up that's that's nothing compared to what you felt on location and uh, you know just you you don't have to go bankrupt trying to match what you see on tv you know investigate what fits your wallet and make it your own yeah aaron and i we made our own investigations uh, ours you know one minute we could be serious the next minute we're cracking jokes making fun of each other it it doesn't have to be a cookie cutter style investigation make it your own do what works for you and um i think that you will go far in the paranormal world um read a lot of books talk to a lot of people and um don't just watch tv shows and (laughs) repeat what you saw on tv i mean there's definitely a interesting world out there waiting um especially once you step away from like ghosts in general and start looking at like elementals and uh that's a big world yeah elementals and um fairies you know ireland ireland thinks heavy about fairies and you almost have to wonder maybe we could have them here in the united states too we do we do yeah and uh yeah there, there's a lot to see out there, kids. Just take your time. You don't have to rush into it and be the next big thing on the internet. Just forget about going viral. Just figure out you first before you try to post online and become this viral sensation. Well, I know. I, well said and everything you just said because, God, what great advice. What amazingly great advice. But I'd invite you and Aaron up to Wisconsin any day just because <laughs> Wisconsin's on other than like Sheboygan Manor and now Broadhead Manor coming up, Wisconsin goes unlooked. But we have three of the heavy duty, you know, serial killers. We have the very first town that, you know, studied psychic mediumship development. Broadhead Manor or Broadhead's one of the most haunted places in, in Wisconsin, you know, and that's outside of the, the school and other surrounding areas. Wisconsin has got so many uncharted places, but again, everybody's leaving here to go to every place else when they don't realize oh my gosh yeah i mean What's broadhead here? what what was i reading in the history books that 11 indian mounds were destroyed to create broadhead mm-hmm. you know there there's history everywhere it's just it's <laughs> people need to stop looking at it as not cool and we need to go to where they threw 11 aborted babies out into the backyard and that dumb dumb s 
yeah, you know, it's stuff like that is boring. And, you know, yeah. you, your own backyard yeah. is what people need to be investigating. The war of 1812 happened here in Davenport, Iowa. And mm -hmm. I bet any kid that's in getting into investigating doesn't know that, uh, you know, here in Davenport, you know, mm -hmm. Andrew Johnson was pinned down on the Mississippi by Black Hawk and the British soldiers for 12 days getting shot at. And, Incredible you know, stuff. Yeah, it's it's all forgotten history, and it's up to us to tell that story. And that's what Aaron and I were doing by putting YouTube videos up is, you know, telling the story of the locations we were at. Um, a lot of the times we were providing historical data um, to the location um, and not like posting EVPs of, yeah, oh, my God, did you hear it? It said, yeah. No, we were like posting names and dates and all this stuff. And you know, it's a lot of fun and make it your own. I love it. I love you. Great sound advice. I love that because you just took paranormal investigation and, and it gives such a huge another area of it that people like, like to miss. Like to miss. <laughs> they they seem to purposely miss it anymore these days. Because we like we like to hear the bang and run. We like to hear the bang and run. <laughs> yeah. And, and do these thumbnails for YouTube. <laughs> we investigate behind Waffle House. Click here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my God. Well, you know what, Nick? Thank you so much for coming on and just everybody's having such a great time with you. And I appreciate you more than you know. Thank you. And thank you for taking your day off, at least this morning, to come with me and on this journey and having fun. And Aaron's like, poke fun at the LO's images. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having me. And, uh, and I will. I will I'll see you back. soon. Oh, yeah. please do. I, I definitely, I think that, I think after we get Aaron on, I'm going to bring you both on as a team. I'm telling you, because I can't imagine Ooh. how much fun that would be. Ooh. That would yeah. Be <laughs> that, you're not ready for that yet. Oh, and that's why I said we have to have Aaron on and then ease me into it. Ease me into it. Yeah. Gently, <laughs> gently. Gently. Oh, boss yeah. fight. I <laughs> love it. Well, thank you, Nick, so much. I already kept you a little longer than I should have, but I appreciate you. And for everybody, I will be back in a few minutes with here with Diet here on WLTKDB.com. Have a great day, Nick. Thank you. Thank you. See Bye -bye. you guys. Want to see your video here? Sponsor WLTK DB Talk Radio and watch us make that happen. With your paid sponsorship of $80, you receive a professional produced audio, video, and banner placement on our station. Not only does your sponsorship air during our live shows, but also replayed on our podcast and heard by hundreds of like-minded people. Visit WLTKDB.com to get started and find out just how hard we work to get you noticed.
everybody. Welcome back to School Through Spirit here on WLTKDB.com. This is Ben Diet, and I have had the opportunity to have Mr. Nick Simmons. Simons. Oh my God, I'm going to do it to him for, for the eternity. Simons. It Again, I, I we've, we've joked about it. I made one error and we've joked about it so much I can't get it out of my head. Um, but Nick Simons on this morning, and I, I really cannot wait to bring him back in again because he's just truly a humble, down-to-earth guy. And again, what you see with Nick is what you get. There is no, there is no extras. There is no, this isn't just being flamboyant. This isn't being whatever. This is just him. And I will tell you what, him and Aaron are both, and they're awesome. I love it. Um, so again, guys, we're flipping things around a little bit. So um I want to do our talk <laughs> that normally I start the show with, um, but we're changing it up a little bit and we're going to go to the big book, my big book, my Neil big book. As we all know, I'm just going to open up the door. Oh, me, they changed this week, Tim. They changed this week. Um, oh, I love this. I love this. Oh my God. I really do love this. So um, we're going to read a little bit expert of excerpt of the book and then we're going to talk about it like we already said. And I think this is awesome because I will tell you what, this book has become just so amazing because things I've had trouble with, I open up the book and boom, there's something I need. What we're going to discuss this morning is something I've been dealing with all weekend or this last week, which is awesome. But it says, in our realm of relatively good cannot exist without bad. So do you believe it must be the same in God's realm? I know. It sounds it sounds like I'm preaching. I'm not. But this is Neil Diamond Walsh and he's very, it's okay, darling. Love you. Um, but he, he is he is the man that wrote conversations with God. So we're going to give this to him. This is, I'll tell you this, there is no bad where I am and there is no evil. There is only the all of everything, the oneness and the awareness, the experiences of that. Mine is a realm of absolute where one thing does not exist in relationship to another, but quite independently of anything. Mine is a place where all there all is love. And I will tell you what, to me, I want to go on there is no good without bad part. Okay. That's the area I want to talk about is that. Because when we look at that, we always want to look at negativity. We want to look at the bad in our life. We want to look at the awfulness of our life so often. You know, I mean, how many of you guys, you know, kind of look at things and go, oh my God, I'm having bad luck. And oh my God, it's just never going to quit. Or if I didn't have bad luck, I never have any luck. Or, oh my gosh, why do bad things happen to me? Or why did my day get ruined with this? Or, or whatever it might be. We always look at, we, we rather look at the negative versus the positive in so many aspects, so many aspects of life. And I will tell you what, it's just not how the world works. You know what? We don't just sit with the bad guys. I mean, as much as we want to dwell on that, it's literally, those are the words, we want to dwell. We want to dwell. That is where the issue in, in lays is that aspect, okay, is the dwell part. Um, and I'm going to tell you, we we don't dwelling on the bad is not is not where we need to stay, guys. Okay, because I will tell you, when you have, you know, let's kind of back it up a little bit. You ever wake up in the morning and you wake up okay, you wake up fine, right? But you go to climb out of bed and you're just kind of blind. You go to walk to the bathroom and you kind of stumble or yeah. You hit your toe and you're like, da, 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 and you got a bunch of cuss words coming out and you keep going. And eventually you get to the bathroom and next thing you know, one thing just happens and it just snowballs into a bad day. OK, 
first off, let's start. And this is just one scenario, guys. One scenario. So first off, flip that around. Yeah, you get out of bed. Yeah, you're styled with your toe. What if you start giggling about it? Instead of swearing and bitching, what if you start giggling about it? Oh, my God. That would automatically flip your day to something else, wouldn't it? It would just flip it to a good positive vibe and kind of take it off. Keep it going that direction. And that, like I said, that's just one small thing. That's one small thing. Now, if we turn it, guys, if we change it to something different and the bad of, you know, hey, Joe, how you doing, darling? Um, what if you flip it to something, you know, we look at that's bad in our own life? You know? Bad things happen, guys. Bad things happen. Without, without saying anything else, it, they do happen. In my world, I'm very big on everything has a reason. Everything has a reason behind it. Everything happens for a purpose. There is no bad. Okay? Now, I've had things in my life happen that I want to perceive as bad. I want to perceive as, oh, my God, why did that cancel? Oh, my God, I really, I really made it. So my whole life was, at this point in my life, was really wrapped around this one thing. And it happened. Oh, my God, that's, that's so awful. Oh, my God. And I go through that in my head. I do. I mean, I'm like anybody else. I go through it in my head. But if I step away from that and I go, okay. Everything happens for a reason. This might feel bad today, but everything happens for a reason. Why did this happen? Sometimes I, I'm not going to get the answer right away. Sometimes I have to sit with this. Sometimes I have to sit with it and wait hours or maybe wait a couple of days to find out what was the reason for it to happen. Now, I will tell you what. I've had those things happen that I perceive as bad be canceled on me. And later on, I found out that you know, something very negative happened there, very negative, and thank God I wasn't there for that. Or I've had something happen where something's been canceled and something else replaced that in its stead, which ends up being totally different, doesn't it? That becomes a holy crap and end up being a positive. End up being really a positive. And I'll tell you what, we struggle with these, guys. We struggle with things. We struggle with, like, people exiting our lives because we're, oh, my gosh, I didn't choose for that. I didn't want for that, but they exited my life. Why did they exit my life? And we want to, we want to dwell on that. We want to harp on it. We want to go, oh, my God, and we, want, we really want to sit and linger in this, this feeling of why did somebody exit our lives? And really, when we look back on it, we go, wow. That might have been the best thing because when you when you walk away and you start to look at things from a different point or a different different angle, maybe you realize that, that those people or that person or people were holding you back. Maybe because you and your lot in their life, they couldn't flourish. Maybe they needed, maybe they didn't realize it, but maybe spirit was telling them to exit you out of their life so that they could flourish on their own, outside of your shadow. Or maybe it's also the opposite. You never know, do we? we? We never know what is going to happen with this. <clears throat> even when it comes down to cancer or death, even those things, because I know somebody's out there thinking, well, what about these things? What about these things? You always have to realize, guys, there's a much bigger picture. There's always a bigger picture. I've talked to 
so many ladies that have had breast cancer that survived. God, what an awful, awful thing to get. Cancer, what an awful thing to get. And I've watched these women as they've gone through the struggle, they've gone through their fight, and they've come out on the other end. And even though they never wish it on their worst enemy, and gosh, they wish they'd never get it again. I'll tell you, that single-handedly changed their life for the better. Because they were able to see the depths of themselves. They were able to see the growth within themselves. They were able to see themselves prosper in so many different aspects of life that they would not have even ventured to see if it wasn't for that. And that ends up becoming a different dynamic, doesn't it? A really different dynamic. Because we never want to see, we never want to see those other things. We never want to see where the positive can be from something we perceive as negative. Because again, remember guys, we like to perceive things. We like to in our head, see things in a negative way. I don't know if it's because we're groomed that way. I don't know if it's because we have this belief that most things are negative. I mean, I like to believe it's those two things, but it might be something different. But with that, you need to look at it. So you need to start grooming yourself in a different light, in a different way of going, whoa, wait a second, you know, what What else is there? What else what other way can I look at this? You know, um, and it's so weird because as I'm talking, I'm I'm hearing in my head to look up what I thought was today's, but it turned out to be a few days ago. A different post that I received from Neil, and it says that everything you have been thinking lately is to be thrown out. Oh, does that not fit or what? Everything you've been thinking lately to be thrown out. The way you have a belief of whether it be fear at the thought of negativity or the thought of bad to be thrown out. You're spending way too much time in your head. How about getting out of those thoughts and into your feelings? You're analyzing it to death. Now, it's about moving from your head to your heart. What is your? What are you really feeling about something? Is it... That it's what really matters. How do you feel about it? Are you using your thoughts to try to um, go through those feelings? And do you want to stop that? Okay. So when you're looking at that, because it said, I, I mean, Spirit literally was telling me, you know, look at this one, look at this one, add it to that. And it makes sense because, guys, whether you're looking at something as being a negative condemnation or a fearful one, when you pull yourself out of your thought process, when you look at it, and, you know, just like when Nick was talking about, you hear a big crash, you go, oh, what was that? Not the, oh, my God, it's got to be, it's got to be the ceiling coming down, or it's got to be this, or it's got to be that. Instead, even with yourself, even with yourself, it's like, you know, um, throw the negative thoughts out. Take the negative that you're taking and throw it out the door. What is the positive of it? Why is this happening? Why is this occurring? Why am I to experience this? And what feeling in here is making me feel that this is negative? What feeling in here is making me feel that this is bad? What is that? So you really have to start to go in within yourself. You have to stop and go, wait a second. I'm getting this or I'm getting that. So you need to go inward and go, why am I feeling this? Why am I thinking this? 
Is this something that's from my past? Is this a fear? Is this is this something unresolved within myself that I am looking at? Is, is this parent taught? Is this society taught? Is it, was I taught this way of looking at something like this from a teacher or my, my siblings or my friends? But when you get rid of all that, you look within. When you look in here and you go, what are my true thoughts, my true feelings? And you break this down because I will tell you what, fear, anger, all of that, all those more heavy negative type feelings really come down to a whole mess of stuff all thrown under one category. So when you pull that apart, when you pull that apart in here, and this isn't overanalyzing, guys, because you don't want to overanalyze it. Because if you do that, oh, my gosh, you're going to really miss the meaning of things. But this is really just pulling something apart and going, okay, I'm going to I'm going to put what what is this really? I'm, I'm looking at this as, oh, my God, this is really bad. Oh, my God, I'm very fearful of this. And when you pull it apart and go, why do I feel this is bad? Why do I perceive this is bad? Why do I perceive this is negative? Why do I perceive? perceive this as something that I fear and you pull apart in here exactly why you're viewing it that way one whatever bad and negative goes away the fear factor goes away and all that's left is the reason behind it why is this happening even I mean you can take that down to why is you know the whole first scenario I put in there, you know, with the toe. Why did it happen? Is it telling you you need to stop and be aware of something in the morning? Is it telling you you need to stop, slow down, be more aware of your surroundings for the day? Not just the moment, for the day. So if you look at that, instead of putting it into something bad that's happened or creating a chain of events that's going to happen throughout the day, instead of doing that, literally, you look at it and go, oh, I need to be more aware of myself. I need to take more time for myself. All of a sudden, that brings an awareness. And it really helps you throughout your day, doesn't it? I can't tell you how many times that stuff has happened. Where I literally stop and go, oh my God, why is this happening? Because I'll tell you guys, I am just like you. Something will happen in my life. And if I don't immediately stop and go, Oh my God, I got to figure this out. I will dwell on it for days, weeks, months, months before I probably go, Ah, oh, God, I've wasted so much time. Wasted so much time. So I want you guys, you know, for today on, I want you to look at some of these things that you perceive as bad, that you perceive as negative, and pull it out of that box. I want you to pull everything out of the bad box. I want you to fold that box in, and I want to put that box over here. I don't want you to throw it away. I want you to put it over here because it's, it can house something else. It's still a good box, but it can have something else housed in it. And I want you to look at those things that you perceive bad or negative. And I want you to disassemble your thought. I want you to start to realize that there really is no bad that happens, but everything does have a reason behind it. Everything. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, everything has got a different way of looking at it. 
And I want you, I challenge you to start looking at things from a different perspective, a larger perspective, a bigger view. Because everybody, if there is a bigger picture to everything, we're only seeing the small narrow that our eyes are letting us see. But when you open up the blinders and you see this, you start to see the reasoning for everything. And it's amazing. So I want you to take that time. I want you to see that. Okay. And I want you to go forward that way. So for this week, guys, I challenge you when you see something negative or you start to get a little angry or you perceive something as bad, I want you to take that moment and I want you to go, wait a second, yet said not to instantly become upset or instantly be scared or instantly go, oh my God, this is happening. And I want you to step back and I want you to look at it for what it is. Okay. And see if we can kind of change your thought process a little bit. Because of nothing else that we do in today, I want you to start to change some of those thoughts. I want you to go forward. I want you to have a positive, positive angle, a positive outlook on things. Because I truly believe that when we all get a little bit more positive, the world does get a lot brighter. With that being said, we're going to take a quick commercial break here, guys, because I'm getting my commercials in. And when we come back from commercial, we're going to do our five-card stud for the week. I'll see you in a few. Welcome back. This is Diet here on School Through Spirit with WLTKDB.com. Um, I have had the pleasure today of having Nick um, Simons on. And I finally said it. Oh, I have to. Hold on. Okay, so, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, sorry guys, I just had to respond to that message, I apologize. Um, so, we've had the privilege again to have Nick Simmons, I'm going to call him Simmons for attorney, Simons, Nick Simons, I'm going to have to say Simon, Simon, Simons. Um, Simon says in my head a million times, so Nick says, Nick says, um, in my mind, but I had the pleasure of having Nick on this morning, and I'll tell you what guys, uh, again, I know I said this before, if you ever see him at an event or you see him out about, you know what, he really is just a generally great guy. He is just the old fashioned redneck. Um, 
do not share my stuff today, please. I probably will, Tim. I'm sorry. Um, but please, you know, please just take the time to go up. And say, he's not a gentleman you have to be afraid of going up and saying hi to, um, saying, hey, can I get a picture with you? You know, because I'll tell you what, I did it. I walked up to him and Aaron at an event and said, can I, I that's it. I'm going I'm to be like everybody else. I want to get a picture. And I have got the absolute best picture with them too. Why? Because I realized that they were just really down to earth, great guys. Um, they just love what they do. So again, guys, you know, research him, go see him, find out more about him. And it's going to be, it's, it's awesome. It's completely awesome. So um, let's do our five cards. Doug, guys, so picking cards, one through five, you can pick one card, two cards, all five cards, whatever you want to do. We are going to do this as individual. And then, you know what? And then after that, I will read the cards as a full for those people like myself and Tim that take it as a five-card spot, not just a one or two cards. Okay, and I'm using the Moon Oracle. Um, it is the Queen of Moon Art Oracle deck today. Tina says two. I love it. Okay, so oh my gosh, card number one is the void. It's the void. Oh my gosh, what a card. I love this. But I like the void because it puts you in this spot that you got to be still. You got to, it is your time to be still. It's your time just to look at the stars, to go, and give you a breather. It gives you that time to breathe. And if you picked card number one, that's what this is about. It's about things not moving, you know, really, really incredible fast or really incredible slow. It's just a matter of you're taking time. You're taking a breath. You're being still. Nothing else is happening. And that's a nice, peaceful twilight time, guys. So the void isn't something to be afraid of. It's something to really be cherishing. Card number two is beginnings. Hey, how are you doing, May May? I think it's, is it May May or Mosh Mosh? I'm never quite sure. Um, card number two is beginning. So if you pick card number two, I love this because you are just starting. You're just, you finished one journey. You're starting another one. And I love this because you never know. Um, honey, I'm doing it as a full, honey, not as an individual like I do on thir Tuesday nights. So um, this is really, you're, you're really at the very start of this because we don't know what's through that door, do we? So the beginnings is not quite sure what's there. I might have a thought. I might have a plan. I don't know what's going on, but it's really kind of exciting, but that's what this is about. So you're at that place where you can just see the doorway. You can see what's through there, but you really can't see what's around the corners yet. Card number three is change, change. Card number three being change. And I like this because it is throwing things up. It is going, wow, what I thought was what it was is not what I thought it was. Oh my gosh, what a tongue twister it is. And it is about change. It's about the dynamics of that. What can I move? What can I do? Who am I going to be when this is over with? And that's what card number three is about. Okay. Although, hon, if you want, pick a card one through one through five or multiple cards and that can really, really trust anybody in here. They'll tell you it really fits them. Card number four is the darkness card. Oh, that almost kind of gets scary again. But really is. It's taking you back into what can't you see? What happens in the nighttime? You know, the moon goes up, but we really can't see things. We can't see what's in the shadows. Okay. So this card sometimes feels a little bit scary. But honestly, it really is what's in the shadows. What is what is around the corner? What can't I see? And it doesn't mean to be afraid of it. It just means to go, wait a second. What's this? <coughs> okay. So that's what card number four is about. Now, card number five is discernment. Discernment. I like this card. 
oh my gosh, look at that card. And if you pick card number five, it really is taking that time for discernment. You're kind of looking at different things. What's important? What's not important? What's the difference between this and that? You're really starting the analytical part of things, okay? <clears throat> it's time to analyze. It's time to distinguish the differences, okay? Which tells me that you're in the part, you're about making decisions at this point. And it's time to make those decisions, okay? But to not just go quick, rapid fire, yes, no, yes, no. This is this is time to... to to really kind of look in. It's time to look a little bit deeper and see what those things are meaning to you, okay? And to honestly take a good educated one way or another. So card number one was the void. Card number two is beginnings. Card number three is change. Card number four is the darkness. And card number five is discernment. And I'll tell you what, those are individually. But you asked nicely. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. So when you put all these cards together, though, oh my gosh, does it not just, holy crap. So really, it takes some time. When you put them all together, it's time, you're in the beginning. Like, oh my gosh, it's like so much has happened. So much has happened. It's time for you just to take a moment to take a breath and go, oh my gosh, in between what has been happening and what's about to come. And to realize that, you know what, you're walking into this journey, but it's a new part of your journey. Okay, you're walking into this. So much is changing your life. So much is going on. So, so much is all over the place. And to realize that it's time for you to start also looking at those hidden things that you weren't looking. Because this is the week. This is the week that you're going to start to make changes. This is the week where you're going to start to go, wow, I never thought this would happen or that would happen. And you're really going to have to just kind of look around those corners and go, wait a second. What do I want my life to be like? How is this changing? How is this being affected? And I'll tell you what, that's that's pretty cool in the end. It really is cool. This week is going to be a dynamic week for anybody that, you know, picked all five cards. Oh, my God, my head's getting light. I don't know why. I just, I held my breath too long, and I'm getting lightheaded. So breathe, dear. Breathe. Every, I've never been accused of holding my breath, but I have been accused of not breathing, like taking breaths in. So let's pull a card out of the Beyond Lumeria, Lumeria card. Because it's going to tie all those in together. And you notice how some of those cards were from last week, guys? I think I faintly remember that. But how those cards can really make a big difference into this week. Love it. Love it. So let's pull up this card. Let's pull up this card. Okay. Okay. Reclaim your energy. I need to reclaim my, my dizziness. My head's dizzy. It says our energy is our responsibility. And how we give it away becomes a conscious choice as we step into our empowerment. And yes, it's possible to restore the fragments of self we gave away before we came to this awareness. You have the power to own your energy and choose where you direct it. If you're not at your optimal vibration, consider the core of why this may be. Detach from depleted, depleting influences and boost positivity. It is up to you to make the shift. Transform your life by choosing healing and self-empowerment. Kickstart that upward spiral of abundant energy and soul presence. Now, if that card does not go with everything today, I don't know what to tell the world. I don't know what to tell the world because it really does. Not only does it fit with a lot of what Nick was saying today with his message at the end, but does it not fit with what I was talking about, about, you know, giving up the negative, even the cards about going, hey, I need to look at my life a little bit differently because things are changing this week. So it is telling you, you need to start to reclaim yourself, guys. Reclaim yourself before you go into never, never land. You know what I mean? Or where you're going in life. 
<clears throat> excuse me okay <clears throat> oh my gosh so that is that for the reading i do want to talk about what what is coming up this week um do, 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 do. i always have to todd sent me a brand new station um schedule and i want to look at it so okay now that i know it's on facebook we're gonna do it this way okay so then i come up here and i hit this and i go download so here we go here is the newest current schedule for the for the station and so much greatness is going on so much greatness so we have school through spirit myself yet here at 9 a.m every monday no agenda with mike and jen starts at noon which is an awesome show um aging healings with jessica lynn starts at 6 p.m june 19th oh my gosh guys you're gonna love jessica i love jessica you're gonna love jessica and that does start in a few weeks be the change with christina bloom is on at 8 p.m tonight now tuesday mornings we start exploring the paranormal with heather lee at 9 a.m Ane with Ane Shin at 5 p.m. She is our tarot class slash psychic, and she's flipping phenomenal, so you're going to love her. Unfiltered with myself and Mike is at 6 p.m. Moment to Moment with Linda Hope is at 7 p.m. Spirits are Talking with Lisa Silverman is at 9 p.m. And Paranormal Pete at, with Pete Urbea is at 10 p.m. I'll tell you what, guys, Pete has been on the station almost as long as I've been, and he's, you don't want to miss his shows. They're awesome. Wednesdays, we start the self-care show with Deidre Sanford at 10 a.m. The Psychic Hour with Kelly Brickle is at 3 p.m. Soul Guidance with Roddy Blunt started in, started in June at 6 p.m. Haunted Locations in 60 Minutes with Nick Sarlo and Diana Henry are at 8 p.m. See and Beyond with Kelly Eckhart and Gerald Murphy is at 9 p.m. Now, Thursdays, we start the morning with Chat with Charlie with Stephanie Lynn at 9 a.m. Universe with... Stephanie and Rob is at 6 p.m. Realm of Darkness with Ashley Moreno and Candy Howard's at 7 p.m. And I watched part of that show last Thursday, guys. Oh, my God. It's awesome. Now, the best news we got yet is Haunted Voices with Todd Bates and Nicole Strickland. Change the date and the time. They are now Thursdays at 8 p.m. Wow. Make the show blow up because I'll tell you what. I love the fact that he moved the day, of that day and time of that show. After that is Passport to Paranormal with Dr. Heather Lee and Joe Frankie at 9 p.m. Um, Voices uh, Voice of Oneness with Amora Benet is at 10 p.m. Now Fridays, we go back in the morning with Soul and Synergy Radio with Terry and Danny at 10 a.m. That is a two-hour show, and it's another phenomenal show, guys. The Psychic Hour Reading Show is at 3 p.m., and that's with Kelly Brickle, and I do believe she does readings on that show. And Twilight Tonight with dd moonflyer is after that and i will tell you what just an amazing lineup awesome show guys you don't want to miss any of those you really don't want to miss any of those they're awesome they're awesome so much has happened this guys so this show is going to be shorter than normal because i switched up the line i i changed everything up because i really wanted nick to be able to get to work because i was just so blessed that he said yes he come on i wanted to make sure that I, I, I wanted to cater to him today and not to myself. So we did that. So let's talk about next week's guest. Okay. I'm going to Google him first. That way you can't say I did not Google. And I will tell you about him. 
if I can get it, if I can get up the right, um, the right thing here. Okay. This just takes a minute. This takes a minute. I'm telling you, this just, just to Google people takes a hot second. I won't even tell you. So, um, let me see if there's a biography on this gentleman. Okay. It's a very short biography. So we're not going to go to the biography. We're not going to go to the biography. We are going to go back a little bit. And I know everybody's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? So my guest next week, he has been known for real, real scary stories. It's a TV series that was in 2000. He is known for Big Top Burger, which was also a TV series. He was on one episode in 2022. Ghost Caught on Tape, Fact or Fiction, and that was in 2000, and Spooked Scotland, which was in 2022. He is a producer. Uh, he has been produced. He's a producer of Spooked Scotland. He has also been a co-executive producer on the TV special Raising the Dead. Um, this gentleman really needs no introduction because he is himself just amazing. It is Mr. Chris Forney. And I'm so honored that Chris has said yes, that Chris is coming on um, and that we get to enjoy just a beautiful morning with Chris. Um, he does have a pop-up event that's going to be happening very soon here. Um, July 8th, I believe it is. Um, Nick and Aaron, oh, I know Nick will be there. I'm just, I guess I'm assuming Aaron will be there, but Nick will be there. And a lot of just Dave Schrader will be there. Of course, Chris Fleming will be there. Well, yep, I believe it's Nick and Aaron will be there. Um, just uh, Shane Pittman, just so many, so many amazing people are going to be at this event. You, you just, you don't want to miss it. It's going to be awesome. Um, so, and next week, of course, we're going to have Chris on and he gets to just tell his story, how he started to do this work. And guys, I don't know if you know this, Chris is a phenomenal psychic medium. He does spirit art and the readings are out of this world. Awesome. Um, you're just not going to want to miss next week's show. You really are just not going to want to miss it. Um, but hey, good morning, Mr. Rez. Um, with that being said, guys, I think I'm going to cut it a little short today just because I flipped up everything and I messed up my own mojo. But I do appreciate y'all for coming in, watching us, and I will see you next next week here on School Through Spirit with WLTKDB.com. Y'all have a great day. Bye-bye. The truth is here and now on WLTKDB Talk Radio at WLTKDB.com.